Awesome. Okay. So I just thought to myself that actually it's it's such a great privilege to have Nganyiso and Nolu. These guys, if you were here a few weeks ago, you know that they've recently transferred from Toti to here. And we have the privilege of having them. So, so we get to ask them about marriage. Uh, so I'm going to ask them first, guys, how long have you been married for? So that these guys know that you are qualified. The qualification, this thing. For over 12 years. Over 12. Uh, hashtag relationship goals. Hashtag relationship goals. So guys... Just, just by, 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 by a starter, do you guys want to tell us, Buti, when did you guys marry, get married? At which point of, of your lives did you get married? And I think I said, how did, how did he get you to, to say yes? <laughs> what, what point? At what point in your life did you get married? Well, it's after you. After we've made a decision that we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, we, we met in university. Um, we were, um, I was a final year, she was a final year. We, we were friends for a bit, you know, for a few months. <laughs> 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 but I, I knew where, I knew, I knew where, 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 I was very uh, direct from the beginning. Mm. Uh, for me, um, marriage was, a, was an end goal. So I was very direct with that. Mm. Way. Even when I told her, you know what? Um, even when the dating period, for me, the end game is marriage. Yeah. If, we, if, we're, not going to marry, if we're not going to get married, then we're going to not take that route. That was the main goal. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're together for for two years before we got married, mm. because I she stayed in Cape Town. I moved back to Durban for a year. We're distancing, yeah. um, communicating every day over the phone. <laughs> a lot of airtime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we. It was a short period of. Dating, if you call, if you yeah. can call that, and most of it was a distance, a long distance relationship. But we, I made it clear to you that yeah. marriage is the end goal. Yeah. So there was clarity, there was intentionality. So how did he get you to say yes? Okay. In, in, can I just clear something in that two years? Go for it. Uh, the first year we were students, both mm. of us, and then we, we we finished our degree at the end of. 2008, and then 2009, he, he came to work in Durban, and I was also working in Cape Town. The only reason that we were not married, if I can say, within the first six weeks of our dating is because there was no Lobola. If there was no Lobola issue, I think we would have, because we knew from the word go. Mm. So in that first year of my husband working, he proposed uh, within five months. Uh, with with my parents and my pastors involved, mm. and then he went to do the Lobola negotiation in the same year, which was 2009. So the two years was the one year was a preparation; the other one was still students. 
I just want you to know it was not two years of. And then what was your question? How did he get you to say yes? Well, I he had already he watered the, the soil. The soil. Mm. So watered the I, soil. I knew that it was coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't answer the questions from the audience yet especially not from top he'll get into trouble but like i love i love that uh, so the fact that there was kind of clarity there was intentionality behind this is what we are doing and this is where we are going um did you appreciate that nolu or i mean for some for some people it's often you take a while before you even know what the guy is doing what what, what, what's the Honestly, style, at first, I was, I was enjoying the friendship with no complication. With, yeah. Yeah, but for, 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 for ladies, it's quite nice. And then once the guys start, start being serious, they complicate things. So serious guys complicate things. So is that, <laughs> is that, is that how you felt? So it? Because he told me, like, if, if, if you don't want to put it like you don't want it, yeah. then let's not do it. So that, and I was like, I'm still enjoying this phase. So he just, he cut, he cut the nice phase out. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So now, since we've discussed uh, just this morning that this, yeah, you're happy now? All right, all right. So since we've discussed this, this uh, idea of marriage, so, It's about where the mic is. So it's not about who he... Okay. Wow. <laughs> so tell me, guys, like, how, how has marriage helped you grow in holiness? Uh, how has marriage helped you guys be sanctified, like as we've discussed today in our message? How have you seen that do that for you? Uh, I liked when you were preaching and you spoke about the fruits of the spirit. You know, it's, it's nice when you move from being umzalwane, who is born again and, you know, I, I don't know yeah. what's the English word. When the tofu tie. I think, I don't want to say it's easy because it's just you. you. You can tick all the boxes of the fruits of the spirit. You, you think you patient, you Loving you, kind, all those things. Like you, you're quite good, and then you get married. <laughs> I always say, in in marriage, you you are naked, not the naked, but you you you. It exposes you. Yeah. You cannot hide any anything. It it will expose you. You will realize that you're not kind. You mm. you don't zegagatum sindo here. Unom sindo. That is. I'm so sorry, Tim. I don't know what is that. Peaceable. Oh, yes. I, you realize, by yo, I'm angry. I'm an angry person. <laughs> and and it, it teaches you now to go back to Christ and, and you need to be redeemed. Yeah. And that is, the, that is the beauty of it. You, you learn to, to love a, a person with, with whom they are, with who they are and, you know, with their... Even yourself, you identify yourself like, I'm a mess, mm. and I need Christ. So you, you grow into it, and yeah. God helps you. 
What, what more can you what, say? What, what she said. What, whatever she said. <laughs> so she, any, any, any particular struggles that you feel like you've had to go through, and I'm personally around the same area? Um, I mean, I think, I think, I think she, 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 she covered most of those things. I mean, like you were saying earlier on about like being selfish. Sometimes you don't even realize that you are putting your needs first. Mm. And when you get married, suddenly we have to put someone's need more than yours. Mm. Uh, we have to think about someone else. The way you live your life, um, you can't just uh, rock up late at night without saying where you are. We are accountable to someone. Because before there was that freedom, you can yeah. just go disappear and no one knows. But now you must report. We have a musician, future <laughs> singer. So you must, you, you must report. And those, some of those things, you, 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 you learn them. Yeah. As, as, because no one sort of teaches you some of the things. And some of them, they come with struggle. Some, there may be some arguments, you know, why didn't you say we're going? Why didn't you tell me this? But you, you learn along the way. Um, but the, the beauty of it is that we are in a common goal. Mm. We, are, we are together in this, in this journey. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that, you know, in marriage it's just a smooth sailing. Um, there are arguments, yeah. there are, you know, but we are in a common goal. We don't yeah, meet arguments and then you uh, just go separate ways. No, we are, we are united and um, mm. it, it, it's, it's, it's a learning you can never just say, I've arrived in marriage. Yeah. You can never do that. Years after marriage, you learn something new. And, uh, yeah. So one of, one of the earlier conversations I had with Khali was about um, changing for a person in marriage. Because there's this kind of like this, no, but I am who I am. I'm an individual. You must take me as I am. And then you are faced with the reality that actually you have to change. There's compromise that you have to hit. And part of that is the sanctifying process, right? is the fact that actually there's some stuff about me that's just not godly, and I must, I must take heed of that. And what, what an amazing opportunity you have with someone who says, I love you, but... <laughs> I love you, but I... <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of shape yourself up differently. Thank you guys for sharing that. And so, second, second question that I have for you guys is, so how, how has um, marriage helped you represent Jesus better? Because in a sense, you could say, as you're saying, like, we were in the sea where you were, like, you know, on fire for Jesus. Everyone around you were, was, were talking about how Nolu is such a, an amazing Christ follower and how other younger girls were looking up to you to be like you. Now, Ushatile, how has that helped you continue to represent Jesus? Did it stop you from representing Jesus well? Did it grow you in that and how? Uh, you know, when, when you are a young person, I remember when I was a young person in church, you see Omagoti doing what I'm doing now, carrying babies, and you think, I want to see from Usiso Vutayo to Usiso Fitingane with yogurts in church. <laughs> <laughs> but the nice thing is you serve God in, 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 a, different, in a different level. It, it may not be now waking up in the morning and, and sweeping in church, which, is, which was one of the things I enjoyed when I was a, a young person. But it's now laying your life down for 
the bigger goal. Like my husband has, I thought I'll never have a husband that serves in church. It comes with a lot of responsibility and a lot of time away from home. And I can say it's not easy, but when you lay your, your life and say, okay, you, you can do it. And I feel like that's where we've served God in, yeah. in that part. And also raising children now when you... They are also another challenge. Eh? They, they also need those fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> they, you, you think you've, you're passing it with, with your husband and yourself, and then come children, and you're like, whoa. There's more to it. So there is continuous growth. Yeah. And different yeah. ways of serving. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I mean, I think marriage, it's um, because you're partnering with someone. Mm. I think it can make you run better uh, whatever calling that God has, has, has laid on you. I mean, you, you can be single. I, I love the, the point you emphasize about singleness. The singleness is great. Mm. You know, you can serve God wholeheartedly, but you can even serve God even more married um, because you, you have sort of a, someone who's sparing you on okay, who's telling you, you you can do this you can keep on going you can, you can keep on going because I mean you, we served God as singles you are alone as serving God but I think serving God married you even excel even better you know um, because there's someone there who's your encourager there's a uh, I don't know if I'm, if, 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 if I'm putting it, but for me, I think, I mean, I, I served God as a single person before we met, but I think I served God better with her, with her along with me. Um, so, yeah. So I love that. There's this dynamic of causing each other to flourish in our service to God, causing each other to flourish in our lives, our goals, the different things that we that we are doing. Um, and so I want to open it up to, to the floor. So we've heard aspects of their marriage. You guys get to ask more questions. So I'm giving you more time so that we're not, we're not, we don't lose this opportunity. It doesn't work. You can run with the mic. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of a way to phrase this question, but I hope it comes out right. So, um, this thing in our culture, Mausha Dileguti, you know, like, so if you are married, it's your marriage, it's your, it's your journey, it's your space, and you you keep them to yourself, you solve them together. And it's definitely not a Christian way because that's not how we do life as Christians. Um, I think more and more I'm seeing young people struggling in marriage because of this thing, Yoguti. They're keeping a lot of marital issues um, to just between them and then they struggle with community and then you hear we are separating Quickly, we are divorcing. So I think maybe what I want to ask is, have you had an experience of um, just in the earlier phase of your marriage where you were challenged to 
kind of share your struggles? And then what encouragement do you have to young couples to share um, in a safe space about struggles in marriage? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know, maybe we haven't reached the stage of having big problems, but we have never had a point in our lives where we needed any intervention. And also, I think what works for us is that uh, sometimes when you have a problem, it can never be a big problem between us. Maybe it's from a third party, but we can easily solve it. But we have never had gone to a third party and have... I'm not saying we have a, we have a perfect marriage, but we haven't experienced anything bigger than, than us. It will be an argument about putting your clothes on top of the washing basket and not putting them in. <laughs> and it doesn't mean the husband stops putting them outside. You just have to deal with yourself and realize that it is your preference as a wife that you want them in. He prefers them out, so you solve yourself. I don't know if I've answered. Yeah, I think, I mean, especially for, for, for us, we're lucky um, as not like us as a couple, but I mean, us as in the room, as believers in Jesus, being in a family, because that we have a family we can run to, that we don't be consumed with our problems alone. Mm. Um, because when they become too big to bear, um, they will break us. Luckily, we have um, uh, people in church who are part of our family that we can run to, we can, we can, we can tell our problems to. Because I think the problem comes when you, you, you yourself, you, as a couple, you're trying to argue something together, just you and alone, and by yourselves, until a point in time where it blows up, it becomes bigger than you. And then, uh, but if it's still early, if you're having a problem, uh, come to Tom, uh, you know, come to Cello, you know, or even not, even not leaders, <laughs> even, not, even not leaders, someone in your community group, you know, what, pull them aside, you know, what, I'm really going to pray with me, we are going through this. Um, because it's important to help us uh, in, our, in, in our marriage, because we, even though it's two people, but you can't do it alone. Mm. Um, and that being said as well, I don't think also, it's also wise to, whatever problems you have, you go spread it to your friends out there, you know, <laughs> not in a safe space. And then yeah. the whole world knows now that you guys are going through this. I don't think that's wise too, but um, sharing with people that you trust, yeah. I think that's important. So I think I've, 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 we've had uh, one of these where we've, again, it wasn't intervention, it was uh, an area of kind of marriage that we had not discussed yet, that we were trying to really figure it out. So I was being more logical about it. This is what it is. This is, and she was actually saying, no, but like, I understand what you mean, but this is how it's making me feel, you know? So it actually took us chatting to uh, uh, our mentor couple at the time. And again, she had a chat this side. I had a chat this side. I was told that I was being dumb because I was not considering her emotions at all. Um, so I had to kind of reconfigure myself and say, oh, actually, this is, this is what she means, you know? Uh, this is how she feels, but actually took a brother to say, Chief, I understand you, you are right, but you are wrong, you know? You're right in what you're saying, but you're wrong in how you are dealing with it. Equally, she got then, so like, oh, actually, you're putting a burden on your husband that he can't carry. 
turn yourself to Jesus here. And she came back and she, she had changed the whole kind of demeanor around the thing. It doesn't mean that it still didn't feel emotionally painful, but it was something that we, we then were able to talk about because actually we had a trusted mentorship couple who were for our relationship. So there was no way that they were going to give advice outside of our benefit and our good. So again, I think you were saying the wise thing to do here is not to just spread it to just any and everyone. Some people actually won't even know how to handle your situation. They may very well exacerbate the issue as opposed to help. And in this case, we were, we were um, I think, fortunate enough to have, again, people within the church who, are, who have been married for a bit longer, who have journeyed with us, and were able to give us wise, sound counsel, uh, each of us, right, uh, outside of each other. And then when we come together, it's still our marriage. It's still something that we have to navigate ourselves. But it doesn't mean that we don't have to search for wisdom beyond ourselves. So, yeah, so those were great. Were great. Anybody else? Uh, there, was, there was also oh, a hard thing that we had in, in our church. Hard to hard. Hard to hard, yeah. We had those sessions in, in Toti. They were quite nice. You learn that some of the challenges you're facing, other people are also, and it's <laughs> quite normal. normal. <laughs> like, it's not an exception. Yeah. No. Um, for sharing your story. I think for me, I would ask from perspective of a single person who desires to marry, that whole thing, Gwanyiso, when you said there was a knowing, how, how do you know? How do you know that this is the, this is the person or this is the one? Because you said you had that end goal in mind. I think... Like, well, for maybe, for, maybe for, for, for us it was a, 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 a different in such a way that it wasn't seeing a person for the first time and suddenly like, wow, I know. No, this is the person that we've never met. I mean, she still complains about it, that we spent a few years knowing, knowing her, probably greeting her, but it was not, not even an inkling that not, uh, should be uh, my wife one day. But I think once I've got to know her as a person, who she is and what she's like, and then we've, we became friends, then I knew uh, that she ticked all the boxes, if you can, if you can say, but... Um, not that you can't see someone, there are, many, there are many stories like that. People you see someone for the first time, like, oh, okay, this is the person. Maybe that's possible, but it was just never the case with me um, or with us. We, yeah, love is first sight. It was, it was not love is first sight, but um, like going to know someone, then you know that they, they tick all yeah. the boxes in a way. Um, yeah. And I knew from then this is, and also, it also helped being a believer, because I'm not going there to try something out. I'm going there with a purpose. Um, yeah, it was intentional going. So I think 
getting knowing someone um, first is important, um, but not limiting love as first sight because it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> there are people's stories like that, but I think it's safer when you know someone, and then you you can be sure. Okay, uh, this is what I want. So, so I think also there's that there's the false notion of soulmates that we often like carry. Now God wants to partner with us and God does prepare human beings. But the reality is there's also a decision that we make. And that's part of the difficult side. Like knowing getting to know someone is very critical. And I think at times we leave it to chance. Like this person looks nice. Well, let's see what happens. It's like mm, actually is it wise if you counted the cost of what what this you know what this relationship could actually mean for you and for your future. So I do think there's also that aspect of kind of God's responsibility and your responsibility being, hey, like God does the saving of a human being, but actually he also partners with me in that actually I get to do due do diligence. I get to check whether this person loves Jesus. I get to check whether this person's vision and goals for life actually align with mine. You know, I get to say yes to this person and no to another. You know, there's a decision that you actually get to make in play as well. The same res for two years before we started talking. <laughs> ah, he didn't notice you. He, <laughs> no, Salo, you're right. <laughs> and I noticed him, like not that way, but I knew him because he was quite big and and he was going to the gym. And my friends used to laugh at him that he worships too much in in, in his people. They would be like, "Don't sit next to that guy. He's gonna like knock you off because he jumps." <laughs> quite a lot and yeah and he was a security guy so you it was easy to 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 notice him and i knew him and he didn't know me Ouch. St still paying for that like you know he used to be friends with this person that person not friends with me but i'm like where are those girls now i even know their names <laughs> you won you won Nolu. Yeah, uh, so just to change the topic ever so slightly, because uh, we had, in the sermon you were, you were giving like a really helpful framework for it's not singleness versus marriage. The church should be pro both things. Um, yet living in a culture and a society that does make it, you know, marriage versus singleness. Even as a church, we have to kind of go countercultural against the tide there. So what I'm interested in is what are the, the really practical things that we can do as a congregation um, to be pro-singleness and pro-marriage at the same time? Because those two things could clash against each other. So what do we need to do as the people of God so that we can be as inclusive of um, both kind of purposes of God, uh, singleness and marriage? I think, I mean, I think what, what Solo did is, is, is quite on point, you know? <clears throat> Maybe sometimes we don't talk about it enough, um, validating singleness in church, so that we sometimes you live your life accepting that you know what God has made me single and it's okay. Uh, not that always marriage is the end goal. That uh, uh, because the truth is, not all of us will get married, and that's the truth. And, but how do we 
be okay with that and say, you know what, God, I'm going to save you in my singleness. You know, um, I think it's something that we, we, we need to talk more about it in church. We need to uh, encourage, uh, you know, uh, validate both people who are single and both people who are, who are married. That uh, it, it's okay to be single and it's okay to be married. And um, yeah, I think Sally wanted to add something there. Yeah. I jumped in. So I, I think just uh, I was mentioning uh, while I was preaching the the parts in the Bible that speaks, I mean, Ephesians speaks quite loudly about, about how we conduct ourselves in speech to one another, that there shouldn't be any crude joking, that there shouldn't be, and sometimes those things actually are what causes harm, like how we address a certain thing. So if I'm always on Nontando's case, like, Nontando, like, that, that actually says I'm invalidating the state that you are in. So sometimes our jokes... Are not are not helpful. So I know there's a brother um, who once said to me that actually, when when you were joking like this, it wasn't actually helpful because for for some reason I started to feel like, shucks, actually I'm 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 broken if I'm not like you know, and okay, that convicted me. I had to apologize, but at the same time I had to encourage him to actually speak up because um, there's also a sense in which again if you know that what the state that you are in is not brokenness, then you also need to teach. So I think for, for those among us who, who are married, we need to, again, be careful how we joke, be careful how we, or, or those are actually, it's a culture, right? We often ask each other this thing. So let's be careful about joking. But equally, let's also be so aware of our standing that we are able to say, hey, no, 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 I'm quite satisfied in Jesus. I'm fine waiting whether I'm in a waiting phase. Or actually, I'm fine not even having the desire because actually the state is not an illness, you know. Uh, I can still be, be fulfilled in God this way. So, yeah, joking and words, how we, I think, is one of the ways. Tom, are you sending me a text? <laughs> Do you want to say what you want to say? Anybody else? So, I mean, any of us could have other practical ways in which we could do this, yeah? Yeah, just to say, I think it's helpful at this point. Last week, we highlighted the Wise Way booklet. Yeah. Uh, so, for those who don't know, there is a booklet written by, by the church to help guide people through the kind of early dating phase, through to the engagement phase, through to the marriage phase. And it's called A Wise Way, which is very much tied into kind of relationship goals and biblical wisdom for healthy relationships. And so that uh, is available. We've got some copies. But also I was just thinking that's a really helpful resource uh, for whatever place we find ourselves in on the singleness or marriage journey. So uh, please don't uh, not raise your hand or send a message if you would like that. Because um, I think that that is a really helpful resource for many of us. Yeah. So the last question that I had put up for these guys um, is, what 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 are your what are your tips for singles? What are your tips for singles? Oh, did you have another question? Nobody was raising raising their hands. You don't like the tips for singles. <laughs> um, so it's not really a question directly um, to you guys, but shavu nonke. Um, so I want to know what God or the scripture has to say about, you know, 
Avo, IVF, IUI, you know, those procedures that people do um, go ahead and doing because they're not, like, they're unable to bear, you know, children. So it's perfect we have a doctor in the panel. So you, you get to answer that. Hmm. It's, a it's a difficult question, eh? But, I mean, I don't, I don't think that scripture is, is clear when it comes to IVF and um, that you, you, you can't do this or you can't do, you can't do this. But, obviously, scripture tells us about mentioned procreation within marriage, within boundaries of marriage. Um, you know, and uh, with 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 obviously with sex as a vehicle towards that, and um, but I don't I don't I, I'll be incorrect if I give you a different answer because I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, mainly because the scripture doesn't tell us. I think what complicates things now is when um, what is in vogue, you find that someone is in, a, in their maybe early 40s, they're not married, they get a, a donor somewhere in whatever bank, and then want to get married, and no, they want to conceive to have, to have a child. Now there's a different, those people, you're getting a, a, a donor from someone you don't know, uh, just because you want to have a child, what does scripture say about that? To be honest, I don't know. That, that's why it, it, it complicates things. But being a married couple, struggling to conceive, and you want to go for IVF, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. If you are married, and then you are having a problem, you can't conceive, you know, let's explore the common grace, because I mean, IVF and those things are common grace mm -hmm. that God has granted us. Let's explore those avenues. As married couple, I think it's. I think that that's okay, but yeah. getting, I can't give an answer with that one. You know, yeah. like God, I want a child. I'm gonna get for somewhere. That's a bit difficult. Yeah, so I think it's brilliant. Just that kind of. What is the context? Uh, is it the context that God bound for, for for kids to come about? Uh, that's the context of marriage, and then knowing that actually medicine is a gift from God uh, to aid in different ways. And so if, if it's in this case, actually it helps married couples actually procreate. Uh, and so the last one, top tip for singles. Uh, I would say if, I wouldn't advise uh, singles, especially young, young people to, to date for the sake of dating. Uh, if you're not planning to get married, maybe don't, don't do it. I'd rather not do it, yeah. Don't do it. That's what Nolu says. I think maybe my advice is don't be under pressure. Enjoy the stage that you're in. Enjoy the season that God has placed you. Mm. Um, serve God in your singleness with all your heart. That's the best you can give God. Serve him with all you've got. You know, with, without marriage as an, as an end game. Because it should never be an end game with serving, when it comes to serving God. So serve God in a singleness. 
in your be the best way you can. Mm. If God blesses with marriage one day, you celebrate. Mm. If God doesn't bless with marriage, you serve you him anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. So. Hi, okay. I just want to commend you and appreciate what you said at the beginning, that you were very direct and there was purpose in what you started. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe things have changed these days, but I grew up, I mean, in, when I was young, there wasn't a lot of that. Maybe when I was, when, I'm not saying when I was young as in a teenager, but I think in the church, even in my 20s, no, you you find that Christian guys, I'm not even talking about someone a punch, a Christian guy who carries a Bible, preaches in church, but he's not clear on his intentions. And then a lot of ladies who come to church, we worship God together, but then you end up being so hurt in church and no one is addressing it. I think one of the things that could be done, which is what you guys are doing now, is to continue teaching, teaching, and teaching so that people understand what the whole purpose of getting into a relationship is or what the whole purpose of dating is so that you know, we avoid those types of situations. So I really appreciate what, I appreciate what you were doing. And I think you know, in terms of sing, single people in the house, maybe my advice from you know, just looking back at my experiences to girls, know yourself and be confident and you know, comfortable in your own skin. And call a spade a spade when someone is not calling a spade a spade. Ask, what's going on here? What exactly are we doing? Because if you don't, you're going to be crying where you want and then you're still expected to come to church and lift up your hands and worship. I'm just saying this. I know I'm being vulnerable, but then it comes off appreciating what you said at the beginning, because I think we need more brothers who are direct from the beginning and they are purposeful in what they're doing. Yeah. Amen. So, so with that being said, guys, we, 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 we should strive to be a church that's quite, that doesn't tolerate, again, umshigishigi. We mustn't, we mustn't tolerate backdoor conversations. We must be a people who... Actually, in honoring one another, what that looks like is actually protecting one another's hearts, right? And honoring God in what we do. So that's why we always recommend, if you, if you have an eye for someone, as a guy or as a lady, the best possible thing you could do is not act on it before you find advice. It's just wise. So find someone who you know is older, who's ahead of you, you can say, actually, hey, this is how I feel. How can I deal with that? Then the second and last thing that I wanted to say is this, is... Uh, we know that there's the, the, like life, life can, can have different kind of circumstances in it. And in our church, besides Wise Way, which is one of the ways in which we kind of help equip people, we also have uh, biblical counseling uh, for some people who actually are still going through some kind of grief or you've kind of gone through life in a particular way that you actually want to bring stuff before God and become healed. There's that, and then we have also have a redemp redempt redemption course. So the idea, again, is actually to have Jesus mend us, make us whole, uh, and so that we can continue to live our lives glorifying him. So take, take the, that opportunity to, to talk to Tom or myself. We can lead you to the right 
space for, for those things.